I'm going to talk to you, uh, see if this works out. Oh, I got to turn it on. Okay, I'm giving it, hey, I'm good. Look at that. Things working smooth as silk. I hope you appreciate the fact that we do this. With a show of hands, how many would it rather that I do this than not do it? Okay, well, I'd rather not do it. I'd rather not do it, but I'll do it for you. There are 148 times in the Bible the word remember is there. 148 times the word remember appears. A formal definition of remember means to recall or recollect or even meditate is a form of remembering. Much of our life is spent remembering. And so let me give you what the Bible teaches about remembering. The importance of remembering. Now let me go over here. I'm supposed to look at this one. And the boat shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may what? Remember. The everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh, and is upon the earth. Let's pray. Father, give us wisdom today. Come, blessed Holy Spirit. Without you, we're nothing, and with you, we are more than conquerors. Help us in Jesus' name. Amen. We were coming to church. Uh, I was going to preach on Noah that Sunday. In fact, I was going to preach on Noah and did. And on the way to church, there really wasn't many clouds, and it's really not normal to have rain in the morning. And right at the front of it, we stopped by up here on, I don't remember the name of the road even, and I looked right in front of me, there's a rainbow, about half a rainbow. I said to my wife, look at that rainbow. God's promising us that he's not going to kill everybody again by water. Now, floods still kill people. Okay, floods still kill people, lots of people. Uh, Hurricanes will come through and floods kill lots of people still, but they don't kill everybody at one time. You know, you don't know who God is if you don't read the Old Testament. I'm burdened about that. A lot of people are New Testament reading Christians. They don't read the Old Testament. Buddy, you need to bury yourself and learn the Old Testament because that is who God is. Jesus was an anomaly. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. He came as a lamb just to die for our sins. But after that and his resurrection he now is back to the lion of the tribe of Judah. No more, no more won't break a reed. And, and, you know, he's coming back as a conqueror, as king of kings. Look, read, read Revelation 19. How's he coming back? But people today read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and that's good. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They get the idea that God's some kind of pansy. Well, God wouldn't send anybody to hell. You haven't read enough for the Old Testament. You read the Old Testament, and you're, 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 you wonder whether he doesn't, isn't going to send everybody to hell. The God we worship is a God of righteousness, a God of holiness, a God of wrath against wickedness. He is not to be messed with. He is to be feared, I mean awed, tremble. 
before him. But you don't get that in the New Testament. You get that from the Old Testament reading. I hope you re resolve to... Now you say, well, what about the... What about those genealogies? Well, just boom, boom, boom on through them. You know, if, if those stop you, then, then just skip through the genealogy and move to the next chapter. Don't, don't let one chapter or two chapters in the Old Testament stop you. Don't do it. Let, move on. But if you keep reading it and reading it and reading it, you're going to begin to get something that you must get, and that is who is the God I worship? Who is he? What is he like? I lived with my dad, you know, since the birth to about, oh, he died at 80. I was, I forgot how old that was. And I knew, knew something of my dad. I'd been around him. But I can tell you, he was a mild-mannered, quiet kind of a guy until you made him mad. And, brother, you made him mad. You didn't want to be around him. He was a welterweight. He was a fighter. He was tough. And he, he was, it was uh, ruthless if you made him mad. Now, we boys learned that line the hard way. You know, we pushed until we, we, we got, but he was hard to get mad. Thank God, hallelujah, it was real hard to get upset, but he would get upset with you eventually. And you know, God, God gets angry. I mean, angry. Angry at sin and wickedness and his own people. He told Moses, stand aside and I'll destroy him as one man. What's that mean? I'll take those two and a half million people and kill them, boom, like that, they're gone. And I'll, I'll take of thee and raise out of thee a new nation. And Moses threw himself on, you know, God, oh, the heathen, Egypt will say you brought them out in the wilderness to destroy them, and, and, and you, you didn't have enough power to keep them. And he, and he began to appeal. Boy, you can learn how to pray. How, you you want to get something from God? Learn how Moses prayed. He got God to change his mind on lots of stuff. It's been said if Moses and God ever got together, there'd have been no Israel. But they, you know, when God wanted to destroy Israel, Moses didn't and interceded for him. And then when Moses wanted to destroy Israel, God said, "No, no, you know." So if they'd but ever got together, there'd have been no Israel following them. And by the way, when you read about Israel, don't you get the feeling? What do, you, what do you think when you read about Israel in the Old Testament? What a bunch of bums. What a bunch of faithless, self-willed rebels. After what they saw, shame on them. Those people came out of Israel. Shame, uh, came out of uh, Egypt. Shame on them for not following God and obeying everything he said. Just make sure you're not one of them. Well, anyways, that wasn't a messy, but I had to just say that. Because let's remember. Because this, talk, this is just one example. Now, I ask you a question. Does God need to be reminded? You say, see, your concept of God may be wrong. Could you have a wrong concept of God? Absolutely you could have a wrong concept of God if it's not based on the Bible. Because the Bible is going to tell you who he is. He put, the, he put the rainbow up to remind himself. He's not going to do that anymore. He's not going to do that anymore. So there's the difference between knowing a fact coldly and remembering it with emotion. 
I want you to chew on that a little bit. When he saw the rainbow that he made, it reminded God much deeper than just a fact. Don't destroy everybody. It was the emotion of it all. And he said, I'm not going to do it that way. We have the ability uh, to know God through, and, and God needed, by the way, this, this remembrance thing. He needed that. Well, that just starts us out. So I have four observations tonight, real quickly, four observations about this whole thing. And I'm going to skip. i got to skip a bunch of stuff in my notes. Why I'm struggling a little bit, me, because what I have up here is a fraction of what I have here, but I wouldn't be able to get this done, so we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen from what's up here. Observation number one, we all need reminding. Every one of us needs to be reminded. Um, the bow, the rainbow, of course, makes sense, right? Um, God needs reminding. Moses used remembering as he talks with God, he uses uh, remembering, and he keeps reminding God about, hey, remember, you know, your promise to Abraham, remember your promise to Jacob, remember your promise to, to Isaac, you know, because you gave him all these promises. Remember that, Lord. He used that, he used that in his speaking to God, we call it prayer, his conversation with God to keep and to get what he was shooting for in, in, in many times in saving Israel when they were complaining you know, the waters of Mara, and they complain. He sends serpents among them and all this other stuff. So, But, God, but, but Moses used, used the idea of remembering, calling things back into mind. Is it warm in here to you, or is it just me? Rochelle, you're warm, aren't you? One degree, one degree. One degree down, one degree down. You girls that are cold, I can't help you. Because it's a man's world. All the men said? Amen. Oh, God bless you boys. Wait till you get home. <laughs> Hannah, remember her, Hannah? Hannah? You remember Eli, Samuel, all that? She comes to the temple. She wants a baby. I want a baby. I've seen women like Hannah. Give me a baby or I die. And so Hannah wanted a baby, asked God to remember her as she prays. She comes before God and she prays and asks him, oh, help me, help me. Um, Hezekiah, Isaiah comes in, tells him he's going to die. Make her Get your house in order. And basically what happened is when Isaiah leaves, Ezekiel turns towards the wall, and he cries out, cries out to God to help him. Let me get see if I can get that. I believe those two pages stuck together. They did, didn't they? Ooh, that was so bad, because I want to read this verse to you. All right? He says, I beseech you, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. He says, remember, Lord. He uses the word, he uses that word. <clears throat> and the Bible says Hezekiah wept sore. He didn't want to die. Isaiah never made it out. <clears throat> the Holy the Spirit of God came to Isaiah and said, Go back, go back. He says, and it came to pass after Isaiah was gone out in the middle of the court, the word of God came, the word of God came, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, 
Turn again and tell Hezekiah, that captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I will have heard thy prayer. I've seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. And on the third day thou shalt go up to the house of the Lord. Now, you know, he was in, Isaiah was instructed to take a cake of figs. Figs is an old-time holistic type of remedy, similar to holy oil. And uh, they put it on the wound. I always, I always, I preached a sermon on that. Did the figs heal him or did God heal him? Well, God used the figs to heal him any way you want to look at it, whether it was symbolically or really or whatever. But anyways, he got up off of the bed of affliction. God healed him, raised him up. And he lived another 15 years. Uh, we see David. David pleads to remember him as he prays. He says in Psalm 25, 6, Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. So David understood how to talk to God and bring remembrance to him on these things. We have the thief on the cross. Most of you don't need to be told much about the thief on the cross. He said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom, Luke 23, 42. So, observation one, we all need reminding. I think there's nothing wrong in prayer going back and saying, God, please remember me. I've done it. I've done it. There have been times in my life I've called out to God many different times and said, Lord, remember me. Have mercy upon me. Remember me not according to your justice, but according to your mercy. Observation number two, God has given special reminders. What kind of reminders has he given? Well, I missed the one there. The Number one ought to be the feasts. The feasts. The feasts were given... That whole thing about the feasts, there's seven feasts total. Two of them were post-exilic, five of them pre-exilic. Exilic. If you don't know what exile talk, if you don't, you all know what the children of Israel were exiled out of the land and they were promised to go back into the land. Yeah. Pre-exilic, post-exilic. They had five, I believe, uh, feasts pre-exilic and two during the exile. And then Purim and Hanukkah were during the exile. And so, well, Esther, you remember Esther, the book of Esther, that's Purim. And they still celebrate that. And they still celebrate Hanukkah. That was a dedication, rededication of the temple. Happy Hanukkah, you know, that you'll hear that. So you have the feasts. One of the prime functions of those feasts was not to make their life difficult. It was to remind them where they came from. So what's that tell you about us? We forget pretty quick. I guess some... Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one of them. Why does God have you go to church? Why go to church? We need to be reminded. We need to be kept close. We need to be kept close to God. It don't take too long getting away from the preaching of the Word of God, the singing of the Word of God, the uh, fellowship of other believers, uh, exhortation, if I may say, of other believers to us as we meet. The encouragement, the accountability that goes on with being around other believers. Uh, it doesn't take too long getting away from that before you begin to fall away, begin to get cold towards God or cold or, or misunderstand things or make things up. I've seen people that don't go to church. They're messed up. They're messed up. 
They're messed up in their thinking. Off base. It's not good. That's why he brought the Sabbaths up for the children of Israel. The Sabbaths were to remind them. And that's why I said in Exodus 28, remember the Sabbath. Remember it to keep it holy. And then we have, they put fringes on the... I'm going to try something crazy. Oh, I'm getting good at this. Eh? Fringes on free camera. Colors of the, of, the, of the tabernacle curtain. Why in the world were the colors put on a holy of holy curtain and other curtains? It was blue at the top, purple in the middle, red at the bottom. Well, I've said it over and over. Blue means that the, the one that was to go into the Holy of Holies was going to come from heaven. He was going to be royalty, and it was going to shed his blood. For nobody got in there without blood. And Jesus Christ shed his blood and was able to go into the very Holy of Holies, offer it for your sin and my sin. How many times? Once for all. He died for us. It's a beautiful thing. So let's keep moving. Observation number three. We are to remember where we came from. Remember where we came from. You say, Brother Bill, what in the world are you getting at? Well, you say, you forget where you came from? You do. You do. You forget where you came from. So let me, uh, now I'm missing page four. These sheets are sticking together. It must be the humidity. It must be the humidity. You know, I'm looking in vain. I know that's in here somewhere. You don't need to remember where you came from. Deuteronomy 15, 15, thou shalt remember that thou hast a, or a bondman in the land of Egypt. Remember where you come from. Uh, Passover's for that, Deuteronomy 16, 3, that thou mayest remember the day when thou comest forth out of the land of Egypt all the days of thy life. Why is the Passover? For that time the Passover was celebrated, so they remembered who they, who they were and where they came from. Deuteronomy 24, 9, remember what the Lord thy God did unto Miriam by the way. For you people that want to rise up against me and, and he says, and, and change my ways of doing, he says, remember Miriam, what happened there? Uh, Deuteronomy 32, 7, remember the days of old, consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, he will show thee, thy elders, and they will tell thee. My, one of my favorites here is Psalm chapter 40, verse 1 and 2, it says, um, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up. Also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon the rock, and established my going. And brother put a new song in my heart. It goes on in verse 3, as it says there. And put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear. That's the remembering where you came from. I love it, testimony time, when somebody gets up. Some old believer been saved 30, 40 years, and he gets up, and he begins to tell his testimony. I got saved, and he kind of tears up. His voice begins to break. Because he still remembers that he's, been, he's just an old sinner, the deserving of hell, without Christ interceding and intervening for him. And the gratitude begins to boil up in their soul. Let me tell you, if you can talk about your salvation and be, and be emotionless and be cold as ice, you need to go back to God and say, help me to get hot again for you. I, I never get over I'm pinching myself day after day that I'm a child of God. I just pinch myself. I look at what he made, the blue sky, and, and man, we had a thunderstorm the other night, and it was the best lightning storm I've seen in a long time. I said, God, you are big. You got muscle, man. 
I felt like I was squeezing God's muscles. I mean, I, thank you for that. Thank you for showing me that. We're sitting on our porch. <laughs> We're sitting on our porch. My wife and I, real peaceful, like a lightning struck about six, eight feet away from us. Big old bolt. Killed the oak tree. And, man, I jumped a foot. I didn't know you could jump vertical when you're setting, but you actually can somehow go vertical. I was like, I heard that. I may be hard of hearing, but I heard that. I thought, man, God, you're big. You're great. You're just you're way bigger than I even I'll give you any credit for at all. So, and it said Luke chapter 17, verse 32. Jesus said, Remember Lot's wife. Revelation 2 5. Remember therefore thou from whence thou art fallen, repent, and do the first works. Psalm 51, 3, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. David said, I keep remembering where I came from. That's a gift of God. Sometimes I dream about things I did years ago, and it's, it's distasteful to me. You, you ever have that happen? Sometimes I wake up, I think I need to repent again. But you don't. But why does that happen? My sin is ever before me. God's making sure you don't forget where you came from. He wants to make sure you don't forget that you're, oh, I've been in church 40 years, lived for God, read my Bible, all this other good stuff, and that's all good. But remember, it's by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, not of works, lest any man would boast, and we can't boast. Observation number four. This is the last observation on this for me. Remember God's blessing. When depressed, without visible hope, without solution, remember God's blessings. Psalm 42, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me, and I had gone with a multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept the holiday, holy day, holiday, holy day. And he asked himself the question, why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. He got depressed. Anybody in this room ever get depressed? You ever get down? He says, why? Why? I got disquieted. I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and from the Hermonites and from the hill of Mizar. Psalm 63, 5, 6, and 7 says, My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My, soul, my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. One nice thing about getting old is you don't sleep as like you used to. You young people that can lay down and wake up and the sun's already up. First of all, you overslept, but beside that, I have no recollection of what that's like. At least for 25 years, I have not slept through the night. No way. No way even close. I was up five, six times the other night. Well, there's a beautiful thing about that. I get to pray six, five, six times during the night. You didn't. 
I, I do, because while you're up, you might as well thank God for being alive, thank God for this, pray for this person, and, you know, it's the Holy Spirit to bring him to your mind, and, and you know, and do what I ever do. Sometimes, lately I've had to have it, I'm hungry at 2 in the morning. I don't know, I'm not hungry even during the day, but I'm hungry at 2 in the morning, and I've learned if I'm hungry, I eat, brother. So I'm rummaging through the refrigerator looking for stuff we brought back from the restaurant, microwaving it, heating it, eating it, eating chips. I told my wife that she's been on a diet for a long time, about most of her life, and she, she's not supposed to eat chips. Not supposed to eat chips. You don't know, everybody knows who's been on diets, so you're not supposed to eat carbohydrates. And so I got really hungry, man, at 2 a.m. I'm up, I'm looking for these chips. I know we got a lot of them. There ain't a bag of chips left. There was one little bag of old stale corn chips, and I ate a bunch of them thinking, that woman's been in here rummaging through these chips, eating them all. And she did. She did. She did. I found out in the morning, I said, you didn't eat all the chips that were here, did you? I said, buy some of them, buy some of them ice cream snicker bars. I want a whole case of them, put them in there. My 2 a.m. food. Okay. Psalm 143. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me, and my heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old and meditate on thy works. I muse on the works of thy hands. That's what that means to do. You review God's thing. Review the blessings you've been given. Review what God's doing for you. Review you're going to heaven. Review that you're going to get a new body. Review that there's not going to be any more pain. Review that you're not going to, after a while, you're not going to cry anymore. Review that you're, someday, I'm, I feel bad for you. Someday you're not going to have any more sorrow. I'll review that someday you're not going to say goodbye again. Boy, that'll be a good day. And you may be down a little bit, but you're going to start getting up. How important it is to remember? Well, God put the bow in the sky so he could remember, and he put the Bible in your hands so that you could remember, and the Holy Spirit in your heart so that you can remember. Go back over it. Go back over it. YouTube will not make you happy. Facebook will not make you happy. Your friend's telling you you're gorgeous and lying to you. <laughs> will not make it the truth. You can believe you're beautiful, and if you're not, you're not. I get so tired. I'm going to just vent here, but a baby will be born. God bless you. are ready to have a baby back there tonight. I think your water broke on the seat. But uh, your baby, you're going to put a picture of that baby in Facebook. I know it's coming. And all of these women in here are going to say, isn't that a beautiful baby? Looks just like Vito. I'll say, man, Vito's ugly and that baby's ugly. I, I'm not, I hate to say it, but there ain't no pretty babies out there. Come on, no pretty babies. There's no pretty babies. You can deceive yourself all you like. The point being, though, when God gives you encouragement, it's real deal. 
It's real deal. You can take it to the bank. You can take God. You can take God's stuff to the bank, brother. I remember that worship. I remember the wonders. I'll meditate on the night seasons. I hope you do. And I'm gonna finish right here. Review. By the way, in case you think I'm being mean, just in case you may think I'm being mean, I'm not. Troy was born. I'm looking through the glass. Back then they didn't let you. You look through a glass. There was about seven babies and. And there was a little black baby, and, the, and I'll have to say the black baby was beautiful. He just had a haircut, looked perfect. Skin was perfect. Skin was perfect. Color was perfect. That black baby looked like he came out of the showroom. All them little pink, red, off-color, white babies laying in there, smashed-up faces. My kid was was in one of them, and... And my father-in-law walks up behind me. He was a big old tall boy, six foot three or so. He walks up behind me and he goes, which one of them's yours? <laughs> I go, that one. He goes, man, that kid's ugly. He said, his feet look like he's got a canoe paddles. That's what I heard. The first thing I heard about my kid. So what comes around goes around. And, uh, and he was right. So God needs reminding. Second observation, God has given special reminders. We are to remember where we came from. Don't forget that and review God's blessings continually. And brother and sister in Christ, you can overcome the evil one and his attack to try to destroy your uh, fellowship and relationship with God and keep you depressed. For depressed people don't do well. Discouraged people don't do well. God's got to keep you. You've got to be encouraged. You've got to be encouraged. You leave tonight, be encouraged. Nothing that God has given you has changed. It's for sure. I change not. Uh, Lord, same yesterday, today, and forever. The promises of God are still in place. May we remember it. Father, help us tonight. Thank you for your few minutes we've been together on this remembrance and help us to review the Old Testament, go back through it, read it, know it, consume it. Maybe our, may our blood turn biblene. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com. Or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you and God bless.